Exhibitors and panelists, cons and expos, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Mike TV. And that's Jen Diz. Today we visit MouseCon and reminisce on other past conventions we've attended. Hey, you never know, we may even dream up one of our own Disney Holic style. Woo! <laughs> All right, first and foremost, it is Mike TV's birthday. Yeah, it is my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, what was the Disney one? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you. Oh, man, I am so sorry to everybody listening right now, but that was <laughs> lovely. I hope you're having a lovely birthday, Mike. Well, thank you very much. Shout out to all the other Scorpios out there. And just like I should, because it is my birthday, I thought I would surprise you at the very top of this episode. Oh, my gosh, all the surprises. How do I get a surprise on your you birthday? You get surprised because I like <laughs> to host surprises and games. There we go. So, therefore, it is a gift to myself. And <laughs> All right, we are going to guess people from the Disneyverse who are also born in 1981. <gasps> Ooh. And so I'm going to give you some are clues. Actors? Uh, I'll say mostly actors. I okay. googled celebrities, but my the results were mostly actors. Um, Interesting. Okay. And I'm okay. looking for ones that, you know, we would maybe talk about on our podcast at some point. So Beautiful. I'm going to start okay. with... A celebrity, two celebrities. You're going to get a two for one. Both okay. born in 1981. And she's royalty in the in the franchise we know. He is okay. a villain. And they once were married. Okay. Characters. Oh, he's a villain? Depending Wait, on your point of view. That's who I'm thinking of. Okay, royalty. Who's an actor and actress that are married that were both in the Disney world and or the Disneyverse that are around our age? Why am I only thinking of people that are like easily five to ten years older than us or like <laughs> yeah, a lot just... younger than us? Who's in our range? 1981. <gasps> I was pleasantly surprised and happy going through this list. Um, these two were in a, like a major trilogy. And he's he's a villain, depending on your point of view. But he's he's a villain mainly. But okay, is it is a Hayden Christian? And what's her face with the eyebrows? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, they're married in real life? No, 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 no. In the movie, married. Okay. Um, Queen Amidala, what's her name? Yeah, Natalie Portman. Padme, <laughs> Natalie Portman. You said all the names. You said all the different names, so you win all the things. Uh, but yeah, Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen are really? 1981. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, oh, cool. I totally, I can't believe I guessed right. So shout out to me first there of all. You go. But also, 
what? I thought they were, I thought they were older than us. Oh my goodness. That's embarrassing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up is, ooh, he is currently a star of his own unwinding. Star of his own unwinding. I'm feeling mental health. And I'm there's feeling an, uh, one episode left. He's actually current still. Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. What? Okay. First of all, I thought this he was older. Crazy. I thought he was. You what? I thought he was older. For sure. Yeah, and not in a bad way. He's just is so mature and like classically trained actor type of thing. So, right? but I was like, whoa. He's my age? Like, that was weird. Like, he would be in my class. Very weird. That um, is, that does feel very weird to think that I could have, like, sat next to him in Spanish class. Yeah, what? Weird. Natalie <laughs> and Hayden, I'm like, okay. But the Tom Hiddleston one got me. Um, all right, here. Oh, and by the way, real quick. Yeah. I called her the girl, the lady with the eyebrows. I love her eyebrows. I'm just throwing it out there. They're very bold and like boom. And I'm very jealous of them because my eyebrows are very faint. You never even know they're there. And when you're but that's okay. looking at, you're trying to do a guessing game. You can't help but visualize the person's face. <laughs> but and when the I eyebrows supposedly make the biggest change on your face when you change your eyebrows, so oh. they are. When I they think make of. An impression. Um, Lady with the eyebrows, I immediately think of Labyrinth. Jennifer Connelly, she has like oh, she does have some eyebrows. Eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, next up, uh, born in 1981. I like (gasps) my body shook when I found this out that we were in the same. We could have been in the same locker room (laughs) in high school, I guess. Okay, so it's gonna be someone beautiful. I already have a guess, but carry on. Um, probably, I bet you he was in sports, but he has a gay brother in real life. So I'm like, oh, cool. He would have been also like an ally, you know? Oh, I feel like I know that he has a gay brother too, unless I'm really tripping. Is it Chris Evans? It's Chris Evans. Oh my God. 1981. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 1981. Yeah. His brother, Scott Evans is uh, gay and he's also an actor. Also, I do remember learning that about him. I I felt like I remember him getting really involved with like pride and stuff. So I was like, yeah, he does all the things. Okay, um, here we go. (laughs) It's another. This is another superstar pair. And okay, um, definitely Disney at some point. Also, you don't know them by characters. You'll just know them by their names. And if you're, it's so it's a boy and a girl, or man and a woman, 1981. They were born in 1981. If you've been following the pop culture news lately, and if you haven't, it's okay, but I bet your listeners know. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of drama right now because we found out a lot of bad stuff he did back in the day. Oh, oh, I do know about this. Oh, and I do know they are our age. It's... Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. Yeah. (laughs) Mickey Mouse Club for the win. 1981. That one's a trip to me, too, because that means when I was their age, I was also fanning out at someone my age, like at the concerts. That just is weird to me now that I think about it. It always feels like a Mariah Carey level, like a... Yeah, gap like or you something, have to right? be, especially be at least, to be yeah. famous and like talented. That's crazy. Right. Um, 
Okay, this one is a very loose tie to Disney, at least as far as I can tell, as far as I know. But it's a pretty good tie, and she helped make the remake of one of Disney's treasured animated films. They did a live-action version with no humans, though. (laughs) And she, like, helped blow it up because she was supporting it, and she had music... Oh, 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 wait, music. I'm going to guess something about Lion King. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what's her face? Zoe. Not Zoe. I'm forgetting her last name. Not Zoe. Not Zoe okay. But oh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Is she age? <laughs> what? It was so weird trying to describe her. Not using any of the things that I would normally say. I was like, wait, Disney, I'm trying to stretch it here to the Disney Plus special. (laughs) Hey, it worked. I was like, music, Lion King. There you go. Oh, yeah, Beyonce. And then uh, I'll give you one more because I, and I can't even think of a Disney connection. I just think he's interesting and cool. Um, He, I'll give you a clue, Hobbit. Oh, okay. Um... It's either going to be the kid from the Goonies or it's going to be Edward Furlong. <laughs> Neither. Darn. Neither. Oh, wait, Hobbit. Yeah, that's Lord of the Rings, right? Hobbit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any the good other son. Hobbits. Do you remember? He was in The Good Son. He's Macaulay Frodo- Culkin? For, yeah, he's the other guy. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not Edward Furlong? Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of Terminator. Uh, oh, God, what's his name? With the blue eyes, the crazy eyes. What's his name? Yes, he has those eyes. Is it Eddie something? Elijah Wood. Elijah, yeah. the E, I knew it. Also Elijah Wood. Wood. How many people are screaming? So talented, that one. He's so <laughs> weird, and he like picks the strangest roles. And then I'm like, wait, he's our age, 1981? Look, look at him, he's so talented. That, that movie messed me up, The Good Son. I still think about it almost... Every time I go on an overpass, which is like fifty times a day. Oh, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say anytime you have to make a tough decision. I always think of Good Son. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what, am I, what am I gonna do? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the end of my surprise oh, wow. 1981 game for other people. That was great. I did not around. know I was the same, similar age as any of those people. Do you know which one of those was the closest? To your actual birthday? I do not. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Is it? He doesn't. Natalie Portman. (laughs) Do do you have it pulled up? (laughs) No. Oh, I don't know who it is. For some reason, I thought it was. But I don't, yeah. I I mean, we can go with it. That's your birthday twin. Let's go. June. It says June. Padme. June Schmidt. June June twelfth. Well, nineteen eighty one. You were you okay? First of all, I know we want to talk about expos and conventions. Were you at MouseCon? Yes. So, I can't very even last keep minute. track of where you are. <laughs> well, she speaks about the world. From yeah. <laughs> Do you know the song? I knew I recognized it. Rockapella. But yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, we're going to talk about MouseCon. I think she actually went somewhere over the weekend. <laughs> I very last minute, you know, hadn't been feeling well. I started feeling better 
And I was like, man, this is only one time a year. I have a bunch of friends going. I should just at least go and say hi and check it out. It's like the only Bay Area-led Disney convention. So it's like, I don't want to miss it. Oh, that's good. So it's local. I had FOMO. I had nothing to do. I had to fill some time. So I rolled over there. And I was like, I'm going to take it really easy. If I start feeling crappy, I'll leave. And I actually didn't. I felt fine the whole time. Um, needless to say, there was a lot of people that were way worse than I was probably ever there coughing their heads off and really gross. So please, (laughs) if you're actually still sick, do not go. That was really bad. I could not believe the amount of nastiness I heard at that convention. Anyways, but yes, I want to talk about it for a little bit because, um, like I said, it's the only barrier one and I know we have a lot of barrier listeners and I did not see a ton of people there. So I was hoping to maybe get some of us all together to go again next year. So you have an entire year to plan it. They said it's going to be the same weekend, which is November. Um, it's always on a Sunday. So it was November 5th this year. So whatever corresponds closest to that for next year will likely be the next mouse con. Um, now I didn't get to go last year because also right around the same time, one time a year is that big treasure hunt I do in Arizona. So if that lands, I will not be going to MouseCon. I'm just going to throw that out there now in case I make everybody go and then I don't show up. But you know what I'm saying? I just, one thing leads over the other. But anyway, yeah. So MouseCon, this one is held in Concord, California. So the East Bay. Um, We do have some other cons in the Bay that like have Disney content at it, but this is the only one that is Disney focused. It's like all Disney basically. Right. So they, um, have the typical setup where you have like the show floor and you have, um, the autograph section and then the panels. Right. So like kind of the regular con It's pretty small. I have to say this year was pretty light. So I have some feedback for the owner and that's because he keeps bringing the same people. The same speakers every year over and over. There's sometimes like one big heavy hitter that wasn't there the year before. And this year that was Tony Anselmo, who's the voice of um, Donald Duck and a Disney legend. So that was a big deal to have him. Right. Yeah. So he was he was the big uh, speaker for the day. And you could also get to meet him, take photos. If or I think he actually was not doing photos, but he could do autographs, stuff like that. So. Um, always a really good time and it's, it was 10 bucks to get in. So like if you're local and you have a free day on that Sunday, totally worth going. Who is this? Do we know uh, the owner? Do we like the owner? How do they put together such a massive sounding event? Yeah. So I do not know the owner. I've spoken with him a couple times, but I do not know him. I, I did a booth there, uh, years ago. Like I think maybe the first mouse con ever, Um, and I, he seems to be, and this is just me talking off the cuff and from what I've heard, he seems to be someone who hosts a bunch of these mini conventions, like he has them in Bakersfield and in Sacramento and there's other types like anime conventions he does and toy expos and all sorts of stuff. So it seems like he has kind of a format of what a con should be. And then he just rolls it out every year and doesn't spend enough time on it, which I want to like almost jump in and help. Like, can I book you some content or whatever it is that needs to get kind of spruced up to get people to keep going? Wow, so, that's interesting. So we don't know like it's a, if it's a side thing or like, 
the actual thing. Right. Fascinating. I had heard that he he's not even like a big Disney person, but there was somebody that jumped on the microphone at some point uh, during one of the panels and like gave him a shout out and said he's, this is like uh, near and dear to his heart because he's a huge Disney file. So I was like, okay, maybe not. Maybe he is a big Disney fan and he's finally to, like able to also add a Disney convention. I don't know the guy personally, so I can't speak, but... Nonetheless, it feels like it's getting a little stale, so I want to like spruce up. But I'm going to brag about what did happen and kind of show you guys what this con feels like and what to expect because expectations are also good because this convention is great because you can go for like two hours and leave, which is also a bonus for a lot of people. It's not exhausting. You don't spend the night for panels. It's not like a huge ordeal. So if you need like a nice... um gateway drug like version of a convention this would be it right it's like one of those very small ones it's local for bay area people it's cheap just easy peasy go for a few hours get it all done and knocked out so again recommend it needs some sprucing up but it's still fun does that make sense yeah yeah. i'm not selling it very well am i no, I like something where it feels more intimate. And you had talked before yeah. on like D23 Expo episodes where uh, these types of events could even be sometimes better when they're fan produced. So, yeah, I want to hear about all the things. Right. Yeah. So, um, like I said, the vibes, it was just a little slow this year. Didn't see as many people. The first couple years, I would see like a, like all the people, like all the Disney people. People came up from LA, like all the influencers, like all the people I know. Everybody showed up. This time I saw a good amount of people, but nowhere near what normally happens. So like that is thinning out, but they still had a huge sales section. So they have a whole ballroom full of booths set up for people selling, um, Either they're like craft, like maybe there's somebody, for instance, Matt Robinson Tattoos. He always has a booth there and he shows his artwork off. He sells his artwork. Um, And then he also talks about his tattoo options so he can get you in for a tattoo. Um, And he does a lot of Disney art. He's amazing. Like check him out for sure. Get on that wait list. You know, I've been on it a couple times and I guess I fell off because I haven't gotten that call. But anyways. (laughs) But... um, there's a lot of that kind of stuff there. And then also a lot of people selling like um, parts of their collections off. Like you might find some vintage buttons and pins and uh, figurines and ephemera, like lots of ephemera if you're into that, which I totally am. And I hate it because you can't do anything with ephemera besides read it or put it in a frame. And I have no more wall space, so you can only buy so much ephemera. Um But lots of cool stuff to look through, even if you don't end up buying anything. I spent probably 30 minutes going through stuff in there and didn't buy a single thing, but was like very happy with just being able to see all the cool memories and and nostalgia that was put into all those old artifacts that people had at their booths. So I love to see a good good booth, a good craft, a good uh, antique, antiquity. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, they have the antique side. They also have like uh etsy shops like that make ears for instance and they have tons of ears made and so yeah lots of really cool stuff that you can get geared up on at the uh, sales section of the floor and then they have the autograph area and i'll just run through real fast who was there this year so first off give a shout out to disney universe podcast and walt's apartment uh they were there they host their own booth um and they did a fun 
scavenger hunt and let them let people go around and find other people and take photos with them and mark them off and follow them on Instagram. It was really cute. It was like a really cute little scavenger hunt. And then they pulled prizes at the end. So I won a couple things. Thank you very much. What you win? Hey, I won a Frankenweenie Blu-ray, which I do not have the ability to play, but I'm still happy I have it. (laughs) Thank you very much. And, um, oh, a t-shirt. So it's like someone made a design of the Warriors logo, but it says instead of the bay, it says the land. Or no, I'm sorry, the bay, the town. I'm not a sports person. The town, it says, and it's like this circle um, thing of Oakland. And instead of that, it's like of Disneyland, and it says the land instead. So it's like this mishmash of these two logos. Yep. We like prizes. pretty cute. I like it a lot. I'll be wearing it. Um, so yeah, I got a couple things there. Um, and then Jeff Bam was there from dobuggies.com, uh, signing, uh, uh, autographed copies of his book. And he Ooh. also did a talk, which I'll talk about later. Um, Nikita Kalame, Nik- Nikita Kalame Harris, I believe is how you pronounce her name. She was the voice of young Nala in the Lion King. Oh, cool. So we had some voice actors show up too. We also had, like I said before, Tony and Salmo, voice of Donald Duck, Eden Gross, Gross, G-R-O-S-S, uh, was the voice of Flounder on The Little Mermaid. Oh. So random. <laughs> uh, Lorna Cook, that's, she was the director of... That's one claim to fame, it? like if that's still what he's holding on to <laughs> at these conventions. Love it. I'm a fan of all of these things, and I'm a fan of fans who line up to see him. Exactly. I just thought exactly. it was interesting. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. Flounder. Plus he was probably a little child yeah. right, during that Ariel, so funny Ariel. then we had a director of spirit stallion of the cimarron which is that horse movie i never <laughs> saw it she was there amy o'neill the daughter from the disney i think it was like acquired when disney bought all which that one? stuff spirit, spirit. Yeah. oh really <laughs> and Stallion of the Simran is the sequel to it. Not hating. We love Lorna Stop Cook. It. Good for Lorna Cook. And you are a director. That is very hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> but now I know what you mean by like, it's you know, it's like an intimate local gathering. <laughs> yeah. I just feel that they should put maybe up the price. Like, because 10 bucks is so cheap. I wouldn't mind spending 20 bucks and having some better... Not better. I'm so mean. You know what I mean? More exciting or more familiar. That's what it is. It's something more familiar to the 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 attendees because the chances because there's got to be a fan out there of like the spirit franchise, the horse franchise. And oh my god, that one person is like, oh yes, my god. Exactly. And I love that for them. But if you want a lot of people to come to your convention, yeah, you need yeah, ones yeah. that people would recognize. There you go. Yeah. This one I actually liked. I didn't go meet her because I forgot she was gonna be there, so that was my fail. But Amy O'Neill from was a daughter from Honey I Shrunk the Kids, which is also super the random. The name sounds familiar. She was like it. was she like a teenager? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, keep going down this. We had Dan Molina, who's a voice actor and editor of Chicken Little. Uh, Mimi, <laughs> Mimi Gibson, the voice of Lucky from 101 Dalmatians. Okay, that's very and cute. I yes. love Lucky. He's the one. See, now you like it. Now the, the 101 yeah, Dalmatians. Yeah, it feels like, like oh classic, God. you know, in the old, with the, uh, he has the clover leaf on spot 
on his body. Oh, that's yeah, right. Lucky. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Okay, Mimi Very Gibson. Cute. I didn't even know the dog talked. All right, Mimi. <laughs> I see. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. And then Rick Law, he has done a ton of work at Disney. He's a producer, director, and illustrator. John Morris, the voice of Andy from Toy Story. Wow. Um, Jerry Cornell, who works for Theme Parkology or owns Theme Parkology, this guy has been here every single year. See Andrew Nelson. He was Darth Vader in like parts of the prequels or something. He's like a stunt double or oh, something. I don't know his story. I bet you. I have to figure I him bet out. You he's he's, always there. Um, if he's always at these places, he's probably like the one that is in the suit when the primary isn't there. Like you know, right. like, um, yeah, like Pedro Pascal yeah. in, in Mandalorian. Oh my god, when I found out he's like rarely even in that, I'm like, that guy didn't even work. Yeah, it makes me sad. Apparently it's like the first few episodes and then he caught on to the he didn't need to. They're like, why do you keep showing up? You don't need to be here. (laughs) Whoops. Uh, Okay, so that's C. Andrew Nelson. I know there's Star Wars fans out there like, yeah, we know that person. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that they would. So then there was Joshua C. Schaefer, and he's an author. So he's done a lot of fun fact Disney trivia type of stuff. So he's he's a lot of fun too. Wow! Um, so you could so go that's the people who were doing autographs. And get their autographs. What's funny is, and this shows that I'm a Disney holic in terms of fan of other fans because Jeff Bam is the only person that I recognize, and it's because <laughs> I read and follow his Disney fandom stuff. So, yeah, and, there you go. And you know what this says a lot, too, is that I was most excited to see him, <laughs> even though I'm, like, friends with him. So, like, we got to spruce this up, right? No offense, Jeff Bam, yeah. But, like, <laughs> I talked to you on the norm, and that's – I shouldn't be that excited because there should be other people. Just kidding. You know what I I'm mean. Gonna pick, anyway, I'm going to so, pick one of these people yeah. that did autographs. I'm going to pick somebody, <laughs> like, maybe Mimi Gibson, the voice of Lucky, and I'm going to become her number one fan – Oh my god, please do it. And then the next time she goes to MouseCon or whoever on this list, then we show up and we just, you know, make their day. That would be very yeah. cute. Not in a scary way. When I said no, number no, one fan, it sounded like misery. <laughs> Not like that. Oh my god. <laughs> Tired of the bed, break her legs. <laughs> oh. Wow, just kidding. It's part of the movie, guys. Oh my goodness. Okay. So those are the autographs uh, section. And then we move on to the panels. So... Um, first, like I said, Jeff Bam, he had a Haunted Mansion one kind of opening the panelist floor and his description was a look at one of Disneyland and Disney theme parks everywhere. Greatest attractions told by the leading authorities on the ride. Now, um, Jeff Bam hosted this one and this was super cool. Like I actually really liked it. He kind of bounced around on a lot of different topics, but they're all really interesting. And one of the things I loved is that we lost Rolly Crump this year, Disney legend Rolly Crump, who worked on the Haunted Mansion, and he had his back because there's this big thing going on with this other person named Tanya Morris, I think her name is, that she created the wallpaper when all of us, like hardcore Haunted Mansion people, have always known Rolly created the wallpaper. So now it's like this weird, like, controversy of who created the wallpaper, and then Jeff Bam really put it up on the screen, like, look at... This artwork that Rolly's done, and look at this wallpaper and tell me this isn't this artist, right? So, like, he really had his back. I thought it was cute. Um, and then he also brought up 
the story of the Candleman and showed that the Candleman made it into the Haunted Mansion this year as a little tribute. So we're all crossing our fingers that that Candleman will stay versus just being there this year. But nonetheless, it was fun, and I always love Haunted Mansion talks, and we dived a little deep on quite a few different topics. Uh, So that was always really cool. So if you like stuff like that, this is a prime example of uh, one of the reasons to go to these type of expos because you really get to hear those inside scoops from the people who spent a lot of time. I think he said like 27, 28 years hosting Doom Buggies and like diving into these things. So get the experts. That's so cool. Um, Then this one was called Adventurous Ideas. I did not do this one. I should have. Um, But... They were back-to-back, so it's either you sit in the panel room all day or you check out the other stuff. So I, I decided to walk around and see people and stuff. But this one's called Adventurous Ideas. It said, join the team of, of Adventurous Ideas as they share with you the progress on several of their audio shows. Joining the panel will be several team members, including writers, actors, editors, illustrators. Um, and then oh, it mentioned a bunch of the people who are on that list of autographs will be there too. So they kind of would hop from their tables in and join these panels every so often. I heard that was a really fun one, but I missed it. I missed out on that one. Um, then we had uh, an hour-long talk with Disney legend Tony Insalmo, who is the voice of Donald Duck, like I said earlier. And he told his whole story about 51 years of voicing Donald Duck and what that was like. So that was really cool. Wait, is he the one I think I saw him on instagram like he wouldn't sign autographs or something <laughs> or he just wasn't there for that he was there he for wasn't pant- taking photos oh, maybe photos, you saw that yeah. yeah yeah i think he was saying no to photos um well you want him for his voice anyways you want to hear his voice yeah can you like a video it'd be even worse it'd be even more intrusive like can i videotape you speaking <laughs> like, like ruined. your face and your voice you can never break the magic <laughs> that's right that's right um, and then last but certainly not least, this is at the time where I was like, all right, I've done MouseCon, I'm ready to go. Um, but then they started the costume contest. And I'm like, well, I might as well stay for the costume contest, right? And there was a decent amount of people dressed up in cosplay, which is really cool. Um, and this was the seventh annual MouseCon costume contest. So this has gone on at least seven years. And... It was on the same panel room, which is another kind of cool thing about this one. You always have a seat here. Um, they This time they only used one panel room and it was the larger one. So you could always get a seat. You can just stay through all the panels if you want there back to back. So you can kind of really, you know, make your day however you like it Did to work out. Did you wear a can costume? Have it that way. I did not. Fine. I... <laughs> I pulled a lazy day. Hey, Halloween's yeah. over. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween's never oh. over. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So the costume contest was hilarious. Uh, my friend Kylie and I sat front row center and kind of regret that decision because it was at times quite cringy. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to be real. had to... They, the contestants could see your reactions, like they're that close. Yeah, oh, that's hard. That's tough. There's a few moments where I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And then, but there was tons of really cool 
people in costumes up on the stage, but there were some moments where I was like, I don't know how to react to this moment right now, so I'm just going to smile. Like, that was just it. And I had a mask on, so I also, like, could kind of hide. <laughs> so I was like, all right, this is okay. Um, but nonetheless, the kids were so cute. They did a kids section. Um, it seemed like the hosting of the show got handed over last minute to this couple um, because they, they, I think they even said like, oh, we weren't prepared for this. So hang tight with us, you know? Um, but it ended up being Tina and her husband and Tina is the woman who does the crazy costume, like attraction costumes. You know what I'm talking oh, about? She yeah, makes the dresses the with like the Matterhorn cars on it and the doom buggies driving. Yeah. And it's all workable. So she had the best costume in the house, first of all, but she was disqualified because she was the host. Darn it. But she had a bing bong costume on and it was freaking so <laughs> cute. I couldn't stop staring at her. So adorable. That sounds very cute. Um, also, that is very smart to make the person who always wins because they deserve it, you know, make them yes. the host. Yeah, yeah, totally. So then they don't have yeah. to. Yeah, that's smart. I love when there's, there are some like, I know in like card tournaments and some bigger, like kind of nerdum followings, like the one I'm thinking of precisely is wow. There's, if you beat a certain amount of tournaments, you're kind of automatically put onto the pro level and you can't win anymore. Nice. You can still win, but they won't count you against the first place, whatever, because it's just like, we got to give other people a chance, right? Yeah, that's cool. And then sometimes they become the judges. So that's exactly what that was. And you're right. It is a very good format to do that. Um, but she had this bing bong costume on. It was like to a T. It was amazing. But her body. So, you know, bing bong is made of cotton candy, right? His body. Do you remember that yeah, about yeah. him? Okay. <laughs> so she used this like perfect color of pink. I don't know if she dyed it or if she found it. But it was that tool stuff. I usually hate tool. Like, I hate it. But it's like the stuff you make tutus out of. Yeah, it's kind of see It's this one type of fabric. Yeah, it's like almost like a net, like mesh almost. And she just wrapped it around a million times. And it looked like this big, fluffy body of cotton candy. It, like, really looked good. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cute. I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't get over her, her costume. Very adorable. But, um, so they had a children's round and then an adult's round and the kids were freaking so cute. Um, we had, my favorite was the half box ghost. He won second place and he, the best thing about him is he's a little kid. He's probably like, I don't know, six, seven years old. He goes up there and he has his hat box (laughs) and he's got his face drawn like the hat box ghost too. Right. And the he has his little hat box with the, it's just black, so there's no no face in it. And then he s- would spin it to where the head was on the other side, and then he would tip his hat down so you couldn't see his face anymore. <laughs> it was so cute. He had his whole little thing worked out. And the way he held his cane and he kind of wobbled like a little old man, I'm like, this kid has got the part down. Like, I love it. It was so adorable. Move over, Jared Leto. This kid is going to take your Move job. Move over, Jared Leto. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> And then there was another girl who won first place, and I actually might need to also put her, I think they're tied on my end, because I didn't realize part of her costume. You saw Elemental, yes. right? Ember? There's a, I have not a yet. character named Ember. She dressed as Ember, and then she had this little cup 
like a clear cup with full of water and two eyeballs in it. And I'm like, what is that oh, all about? And I didn't get it's it. It's the guy, yeah. It's Wade. <laughs> I didn't get it until I think I can't remember who was talking about later, but I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> do they do that in the movie at all, or did she? Yeah, just come up with like that? he could just turn into water. Like that, yeah. That was very cute. And they had him in a cup? Yeah, and all kinds so of weird uh, <laughs> uh, hijinks. Very cute. But nonetheless, the kid's super impressive. And then a couple standouts of the adult section. There was a guy who was a jungle skipper. Very cute. He had kind of like hung around his neck. He had a big a big Ooh. wheel for the jungle boat. And he was dressed up, of course, full gear like a jungle skipper. And then he had a megaphone, so he could talk <gasps> into his little thing. He had a gun that shot fake little things or whatever, like an orange gun that just didn't really work like they do on the ship now here <laughs> on the boat. And and then the best, he's like, the eighth wonder of the world, the backside of water. And he takes out a freaking water squirter, like a water bottle, and starts squirting the whole crowd. <laughs> That's cute. Very cute. It was very, very cute. Well done. Um and then there was a whole gender bender crew. Oh, wow. So we had like Cinderfella. Okay. Right? We had a female Oogie Boogie. She was like the host, so she didn't say her like gender bent name, but she was dressed as Oogie Boogie. Uh, we had Princess John from uh, Robin Hood. Um, Robin Hood. Uh, we had, who else did we have up there? Um, I can't remember how she... So was he like a... What if Hades... Or was she a furry? Like, how? what was the Princess John situation? Oh, she was in this, like, cute little blue dress and then had that big red robe on with the crown and the little ears. And so she just kind of girlied up with, like, Prince John costume effects on. Oh, that's on. cute. That makes sense. And she had the snake around her. Ooh. So very cute. Yeah, it was, it was done really well. Um... There, I think there was like seven of them. There was like a whole fleet of them. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was very cute. And then we had a Mary Poppins who did, you don't normally see this costume a lot. It was the black dressed one with the red. Uh, I think she has like a bow I think it's tie when she and leaves, the umbrella right? with the black hat. When yeah, she comes and yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she even flew away. Like <laughs> she had her umbrella out and it like dragged her off the stage. It was great. Uh, so yeah, lots of really cool costumes and then some very random weird things. Like there was one little kid. I still don't know what it is. We asked another little kid nearby us and they said it's not Disney. So maybe that's why I don't know it. But the little kid was dressed almost like a robot or like almost like a transformer looking thing with like a bunch of the cardboard box painted thing around him. Oh. But then he had like a a stroller that was <laughs> like built out of cardboard that looked like a toilet and there's a baby head in the toilet. A human baby or <laughs> like, robot baby? What's going on? There was just like a fake baby head in it. And they kept saying, do you want to flush the toilet? And he'd come and like flush the toilet. I'm like, what is going on? What's happening? Very weird. So yeah, have to figure out that one at some point. But nonetheless, it was really fun and funny. So lots of funny moments. Um, and a costume contest is always fun. So gotta check those out, right? Okay, so, uh, so yeah. I am Googling as you're talking. <laughs> and I'm Googling. Oh, my God. I tried Googling, and it's just like a million costumes <laughs> of babies in toilets. But yeah, it's I not Googled like... robot toilet transformer. And why is there a whole bunch of them? Like, it exists. 
a toy that transforms into a toilet, which is not what you're talking about. <laughs> but a lot of creative people out there, you know? Yeah, I was like, is this something, like, is it a pun? Is this something real? I don't know what it is. It was very interesting. And then the mom had, like, a Sims thing on, like, oh, the like diamond, diamond above her head. Oh. I don't know if she is part of the costume or what. So. <laughs> Maybe they're, like, bugs Just lost. from Wreck-It Ralph. No, I don't know. Oh my god, that would be great! Like those the like glitches. glitches yeah. Oh my god, that'd be funny. That would be great. Um, but yeah, so that's MouseCon. Um, again, fun. I got it done in a couple hours. We even like took a break and went over and had lunch in between across the street. So it was easy peasy. If you guys want to try out a con or just have nothing to do, totally worth your time. Um, don't expect D twenty three. It's definitely not that level. But it's still really fun. And you get to meet a bunch of other Disney holics. Like, that's always cool. It sounds nice. So I was thinking, yeah, I really was thinking about getting involved somehow next year and maybe having a booth or do it, doing something do fun it. at the event. Yeah. So maybe I'll drag you over here. <laughs> <laughs> right on your birthday. Yes, I, You're right. Never. I need to go meet <laughs> Mimi Gibson, the voice of Lucky. I'm going to become that's her right. number you one have to, fan. You have a year to be her number one fan. Or I'll be her 101st. 101 fan. 101 <laughs> lucky fan. fan. <laughs> um, I do have to say, I want to give a shout out to uh, Disney Universe podcast and uh, the Neverland Clubhouse. You know them. Um, I'm not sure exactly who hosted it, so I could be getting that wrong. But they hosted a karaoke, a Disney karaoke night the night before, oh, which I thought was a great idea. That's nice. So like a nice pre-party is also a way to get into that. So I want to get in. I want to get in on that next year. You guys, give me a call. Let's work together. I'd love to do stuff like that. Um, and then also, it looks like MouseCon themselves set up a pin trading event the night before at the hotel. Oh, okay. Rally the troops. Yeah, so. Make this even bigger and even more fun than it sounds like it already yeah, is. Yeah, I think so. These these events deserve their credit and and you can take Bart to they're con- fun. Con- where is it? Concord? Yeah. Is it like Concord? Yeah. Concord. Yeah. Concord. <sighs> so that was MouseCon. So um the race bells. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was gathering the other Disneyholics troops, podcasters. There we go. <laughs> Let's go to MouseCon. Um, but yeah, that is making me think of just conventions in general and things that are coming up. Like D23 is less than a year. We don't even know when tickets go on sale yet. Which is very stressful. Yeah, what is going on with that? What are the odds that between now and when this air episode airs in a couple of days, they go on sale? Imagine that'd be exciting because you'd be here. You're coming right. to visit, so that's exciting. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, we're recording a whole day early, you guys, because I'm going to be going to New York tomorrow. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, so D23 Expo is definitely one we've talked about plenty on the show. Um, another couple Disney ones I've been to before. I've been to the PNW Mouse Meet. This is up in Seattle uh, or close to Seattle. Um, wait, is it Seattle or Portland? I think it's Seattle. Pretty sure it's Seattle. Anyway, uh, it's up there somewhere. Look it up. <laughs> PNW Mouse Meet. This is another event that I have talked about before, but they do... 
um, only sell as many tickets as there are seats. So again, oh. every single panel you have a seat in, which I love that idea. Um, and they, I would say it's probably a little higher level of um, speakers. Like they're a little more invested in the panels than MouseCon is. I think MouseCon's more invested in like the sales floor and just the experience altogether. MouseCon or Mouse Meet is a bit more on like who are we getting to speak and they have some pretty good speakers come in it's a lot of fun so i would definitely check that one out if you feel like getting P- more disney or if you already w- live all the way up mouse there meet for yeah. those disney holics and they in the pacific northwest that's right that's right um another con i have i go to pretty much annually at this point, is Fanime. Yeah, this is an anime-focused convention. However, it has spread into animation <laughs> over the years. So it's got a little more on my end because I do like anime, but only so much threshold because I just don't watch that much. So now that it includes animation, it obviously includes Disney. So I get to see a lot of fun Disney stuff, Disney-related things there. Um, I think Fanime has the most amazing show floor. It feels like... You're at Frankenstein's or something. It's just like this huge ballroom of vendors and then this other whole ballroom full of artists only. And it's like um, prints and like actual artwork oh. that they sell. So a lot of stuff what to is buy. Very anime what did you call, compare it to? Frankenmems? Oh, Frankenstein's. Sorry, Frankenstein's <laughs> is sort of like a swap meet in Los Angeles area. Oh, okay. um, I call it a flea market for nerds oh so it's cool <laughs> stuff in there that we'd want to see yeah <laughs> lots of very cool stuff i actually thought of you there's an entire booth that sells vintage happy meal toys what like that's all they that do. is amazing yeah. yeah i could go yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i used to buy all of this is back in dvd era i used to buy um the extinct attractions group they used to make dvds and they would sell all of the all of them there and they would have all this vintage disney t-shirts and wow stickers and patches and all sorts of stuff so i have a lot of stuff from frankenstein wow so before um, that's another fun stuff fun place to check out before these youtubes with 4k attraction povs you'd have to have it on someone's videotape yeah and then a dvd <laughs> transfer if anything that is crazy now it's at our fingertips right <laughs> do people realize how Thank lucky goodness. they are that's so right cool. I just had a conversation with my brother about how he wants to still collect CDs. And I'm like, why is li- like literally the worst <laughs> format of yeah, the anything? Yeah, the fidelity and all that stuff is not good either. completely screwed. Yeah. Like there, it only had a limited amount of megabytes that it could hold. You know what's interesting yeah. is people, like, I think we've talked about this before on the show in other ways. But vinyl is the only one that keeps making a comeback. It can last because it's like high fidelity, good quality. But I remember like when CDs came out, people were like, oh, my gosh, it's going to take over records and eight tracks. But nothing else ever stuck after records, really, until it went digital and then they just kind of disappeared. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking about it. Records are actually also a terrible format. I love records. They're uh, fragile, but best quality of sound. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yeah, very analog. Um, oh, and the covers. Love the cup co- big. You get it's basically like a little free yes. poster out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I do love vinyl, and they smell so good. I can smell the acetone on them. Ooh. Like they're they're great. Uh, 
But yeah, you get them in any type of heat, you're completely screwed. So <laughs> you'll have when a is, record. So that's when going is like Fanime and when can we go to that type of convention where you could buy all the things? Fanime is in it's on Memorial Day. Oh. Every year. Memorial Day weekend in San Jose, California. Oh, so again, I was thinking Bay Anaheim. So it's actually also the Bay. That's cool. Yes. Yep. Yeah, these are kind of all over. Silicon Valley Comic Con, I don't remember when it is. I think it's closer to Labor Day. That one's also in the same venue as uh, Fanime, actually. And that one is more like a mini Comic Con. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and they have a ton of panels. I saw Christina Ricci speak at that one. I don't even remember why. Oh, wow. <laughs> what she was talking about. <laughs> But I went because I love her. Um, and then have you been to any other that you want to talk about? Um, I've always wanted to go to the big Comic Con. So NYCC and SD, San Diego and New York. I just never have, I guess, because I can only I, I get exhausted, too. So I can only like focus on one. So it's usually D23, right? So I, that's like the one that <laughs> yeah. I'm always waiting for. But I do want to show up to those other ones because they do like fun, big movie things there that I'd like to see. Um, right. One that I've done in the past that was cool was called Gamer X. So it was a video game convention for gays. And this was back when we only had like four letters. It was just like LGBTQ. And we were like excited that you can go and gamers and meet all these other gay. They're mostly gay guys. But then back then it was becoming um, more inclusive, like LGBTQ and all that. And it was just so fun because there were just all these gay nerds there. So you have like double layers you could you could peel off to feel comfortable. You're like, okay, everyone's gay. So I'm cool there. And then within the gay community, you can still get made fun of for being a nerd. So then you take that off because you're like, okay, everyone's a nerd. (laughs) And you just have all these gay nerds. And it was really fun. And you really got to hear the passion from other gamers because they would be selling uh, their ideas to build board games like from scratch. And because it was such a diverse group, these were like specific board games for like dating guys behind the door because we only grew up with ones, you know, it was a guy and a girl. So there's a lot of that. And then there was a lot of video game stuff too. Um, People creating their own indie games, people creating graphic novels. So kind of like the way you talked about Fanime, it started with one thing, which was getting people together that liked video games. And then it became just like this thing of for creativity and creative that's cool. Q, I guess, is queer the new word? I don't know if this thing's even still around. But it was called Gamer with a Y. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see what's out there nowadays for gamers. This was like back in 2015, maybe? It was a while ago. I remember that yeah. because we visited you. It was in San Francisco, yeah, right? Yeah, it was in Tokyo and Town. I, I stole someone's Do Not Disturb sign off their door because <laughs> it looked like little space like invaders. video game, yes. Okay, so it's like this Kimpton Hotel. <laughs> I, I, I don't it. know if it's still there, but it was very cute. And they they knew their audience. They even I like that when the hotel gets in on it, too. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I would do something like that again. The costume contest, I still remember to this day, was fun because it was a lot of drag. And that was, again, this was back it felt like a long time ago so it's very different it was before twitch like now there's like drag queens and a lot of queer gamers out there on twitch but back then we only found each other through like message boards and if you happen to connect with someone in a game and then you save them on your player list and then you find out they're cool because it's normally kind of scary on there too for for little gay kids 
Yeah, 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 I bet. I hear some of that talk that goes on these games. Not not nice at all. Yeah, so Gamer X was it was a really cool monumental thing, and I'm sure there's probably all kinds of spin-offs now. That was in San Francisco and it was through Kickstarter. That's how it came up. Oh how cool. Nice. Oh, that's perfect, especially for launching all those games that people are trying to build out and everything. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, and then, oh, I put this in the wrong category. I listed another one here, but I think we've been to quite a few work ones, and I just wanted to talk about this real fast because it's always funny. And if you guys haven't been to a convention for your profession, it's a totally different world, right? Because Yes. Wait, I have a pop question, <laughs> a pop quiz for you okay. and the audience. And it's kind of a trick okay. question, but describe what you think the difference is between a convention and a conference? Because I've also asked ChatGPT because I always wonder this. <sighs> nothing. Oh, it's, it's nothing <laughs> and everything. So basically what it says is, and this is interesting, a convention, which is what we had just been talking about the whole episode, is when you get a group of people together that share a common interest but that group of people are not necessarily the subject matter experts or professionals in the thing. Ooh, okay. Whereas a conference okay. is typically a gathering of professional or experts in the same field that come together. And then from there, that's they start to overlap because the way you have fun activities starts to all be the same. But that's like the core difference. And I was like, oh, finally, thanks to AI, it can be explained to me because I never really understood it. <laughs> I never, yeah. yeah, I always hear all these different words. Expo, what's the difference between an expo and a Expo is like the world's fair. Either. I'm like, Exposition, uh, showing off demos and things of your stuff. Okay, but then why wasn't Gamer an expo? There you go. And right? Disney, at D23, Expo, <laughs> that's only like 25% of it. And yeah, only part of it is Expo, and then there's a big, big con. convention, yeah. and then there's all the other, yeah. So there you go. So there's a, a those are the small nuances between the differences. I love it. Um, so another topic I wanted to bring up was just ones that we, you kind of touched on this already, ones that we wanted to go to and never gone and why we think we haven't gone. So we'll start with the one you mentioned, Comic-Con. I've also always wanted to go to Comic-Con. It's like on the bucket list. Um, the thing is, with with New York Comic-Con, I used to work at a building that was right on the corner of where you have to walk to get to Javits Center, where it is in New York City, right off of 34th. Uh-huh. And we would see it happening, like, because, you know, it would usually start on a weekday, and we were all in the office. Right. like Thursday to get your Yeah, and you could see just yeah. <laughs> waves of people walking with the costume. And I, I had FOMO, but it, it also seemed so much it seemed like too much and back then you know we didn't have the disney holics podcast or anything and sometimes i always felt like i wasn't cool enough i was like i don't know oh, i'm not cool enough like, now you are. i'm not gonna cosplay i don't know how to do any of that i don't know all the comics and i thought it was very comics only it took me a while to realize oh, yeah. that it's like all kinds of stuff yeah the best part is those announcements man you get to yeah. see all the new stuff so cool um but yeah why don't you think you've yeah, gone to either i think i'm I think I'm with you. Like the only Comic Con that I've, well, I guess I went to the Silicon Valley Comic Con, but um, that one was pretty simple. It was like really low key in comparison. But the big one, the San Diego one, it is. 
I, I hear people like starting to gear up. You, you like see it roll out on Instagram and Facebook, like people starting to stress out about getting their tickets and being a lottery and if they're going to camp out and all this stuff. And I just kind of like, I don't want to do any of that. And I think it's because it comes like after the D23 one. So then I'm like, I'm not doing that twice. It's too crazy. <laughs> yeah, it just, it has to be one. I would say one huge one at the D23 or Comic-Con size per year. For me, I couldn't yeah, do more. Yeah, but D23 is only every other year, so we still have no yeah, excuse. So every two years, one every Gap two year, years. we should be going to, yes. At least San Diego. I think yeah. that's the OG, right? Like the big classic one. Yeah, yeah, and it's huge. And I, I definitely want to go check it out one time. I've just seen so many nightmare photos and videos of it. But I get, like, they could also take that footage of D23. Yeah. But, you know, and I, but I know what it's like, so then I know I can still go and enjoy it, so... Probably the same with Comic-Con. And I hear everybody I know keeps going back. So, like, it's not like they didn't, you know, nobody went and had bad report back. It's always like, oh, I'm going again next year. Um, And with that said, with the gap years, what I had planned to do, and I never did, one was go to P&W Mass Meet, which I did one time only. Um, But I also wanted to start going to Star Wars Celebration, Mm. uh, which is often... In Anaheim, you know, it moves around, but it's been in Anaheim a couple times now. Um, and this one just looks so fun because now it's like, it it seems as big as D23, but watered down even more to like more specific. It's like only Star Wars now, right? Which Star Wars is huge, but like, I feel like when it gets into a smaller category and, and you have more access or the same large amount of access to a smaller heading then you get more detail you know what i mean instead of more like big picture it's more like nitty-gritty and i feel like that's how star wars celebration ends up being and i've heard a lot of reports back and it seems like that too so i've been really wanting to go to that one how about you have you ever wanted to go or you kind of like watched it almost all on live stream this last one and it was really good i think we talked about in the podcast too and i i think i'm okay not going but not because I don't want to go. I, they just actually did such a good job. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll watch it again on streaming and da-da-da-da. I think for me, maybe the Star Wars lore and all that, it gets so specific. Like the like the voice of Clone Wars or something. And I, I would not know what it is. But I would love to see like big announcements. Right. That's true. That's a good point. Um, and some of the people, we, I mean, now they have so many shows. It's not just the trilogy anymore. There's a lot. So yeah, yeah. it seems like a, it seems oh, like a good one. And then the fans. It's another one where the fans are probably so fun and dress up. Yeah. yeah. That's another one where they have a lot of really big announcements come out. And it gets like super exciting hearing all the fans just go wild. It's so fun. Um, I did also watch... The live yeah. stream. <laughs> um, Destination D we recently talked about, and we both were considering going, and neither of us went. So maybe <laughs> we need to get on that one, because that's, that's like... That's the gap year between the D23 like, Expos. That's the gap year, and it's like the sister con of D23 Expo, yeah. right? So and it's in Florida. That one is probably the highest on the list. We tend to travel there quite a lot. Like, why not do a trip around it? <laughs> I don't know why, Disney Holics, Mike and Jen, why not? <laughs> I don't know. Let's ask them sometime. Also, the expo. <laughs> what do you guys even do? It lasts not maybe not two years, but there's the whole lead up to it, and then the afterglow of it. That it yeah. does. I like the it, idea. Like, feels like a whole year of my brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the idea of going to another one in between, but 
I, I guess I'm not as uh, thirsty and carnivorous for it. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> By the time you're thirsty, another one's coming yep. up. We need to find out when those freaking tickets go on sale. <laughs> I know. Um, I want to go to... Uh, what else? This is, I guess, Disney-ish too, CinemaCon. Now, we were actually in Las Vegas when CinemaCon was happening. We were there for a work trip right. for an HR conference. So there you go. It's the, the universe altogether. <laughs> and, um, and it looks so cool. And I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, why are there giant Transformers outside of the Caesars Palace? And then when I figured out it was CinemaCon... And that's where a lot of these outlets go to report on these news things. And then I go watch their YouTube the next day. I don't know why it took me a while to put together that there was a convention that you can go to for just like major movie announcements. And I guess it's also supposed to be for um, like distributors and for movie theaters so that they know what's coming and start seeing what they're going to put on their schedule. But that sounds like really fun. Literally movie studios trying to sell their movies. So they'll do everything to make it yeah. cool and like experiences wow. and freebies. And I think it's always in Vegas. So that one should be on my list. Yeah. That one should be. That one definitely should be it's on fun. your list. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it. And it's, you get a <laughs> Vegas trip out of it. Yeah. You know what I remembered? I think it's also in Vegas. I can't remember the name of it. Or no, wait, it might be in Anaheim a lot. There's one that has like all the influencers and YouTubers and stuff like that. Oh, Go to, do you know what I'm it about? sounds familiar. Sounds. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, you know which other one I'm surprised I haven't gone to is DragCon, which also has gotten so big. It used to be just one and it was hosted by RuPaul and now there's like every major city has one. Um, Yeah, still haven't gone to it. And if you're a fan of the the Drag Race show, almost every queen who's been on that as a contestant, they're there promoting their new stuff. Um, Yeah, that looks fun. I need to go to one of those too. Oh my gosh. Um, the last one I have on my list is actually very industry, like out of my realm focus, but I would love to go just to be a fly on the wall. I don't think I'll ever go. Cause I think the tickets are like thousands of dollars or something ridiculous, but it's South by Southwest. Um, I had always thought South by Southwest was just a concert, but turns out they have this whole like series of events that they do. One is a big concert, but they also have, um, like a, industry-led one and for instance disney was there last year you guys some may have seen some of the videos where they had um the roller skating and flipping animatronic was highlighted there and they show kind of all the brand new tech focused like things they've created and that's always fun that's like kind of like a world's fair yes i was gonna say a little more focused to what we're interested in would love south by southwest it's like innovation creativity arts tech all the things uh twitter launched there and that's how they got people using it so that they turned it into a giant chat group a lot of cool things happen there that is something we should put on our list and i think it's um i guess if it's in the southwest it's probably always nice too if it's like an outdoor festival trying to think yeah right yeah that's cool awesome well now we have like a million things to do (laughs) Now we just like booked our calendars up for the next 15 years. Um, But I had put on here to dream big and create our own Disney Holic version of a con. But the more and more I thought about it, I just keep going back to D23 Expo. (laughs) (laughs) So I really like feel like they did such a good job on it. It's sometimes a mess and it is a little chaotic. But, you know, 
it sells out also, so we have to fit all of our Disney fans in there. So the only thing I could see them doing is making it bigger. Um, but do you have any ideas Ooh. of what you would do if you created your favorite, best ever Disney holic con? This is how I would like it to be if it was, let's say, um, Destination D sized of event in terms of the okay. announcements and things, but completely on a cruise ship. For like four nights or whatever. Uh (laughs) Because you can so quickly get back to your room and get food and run to each thing so much more quickly than, you know, a convention center with a hotel and a theme park. And like we were on this last cruise, like there were times where I was like, there's no way we're going to make this 430 trivia. And we leave at like 427 and we get there at like 429. (laughs) Yeah, like why? It's like 15 (laughs) steps away. (laughs) And I think the convenience of that. And then it just seems like fun to have all the fans like in a kind of smaller area and doing little activities between the panels. And then you'd go in like the Walt Disney Theater for the big announcements. I would do that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that would be pretty amazing. (laughs) And yeah, like if you spend... Because one of the stressful things about cons is that it's like so much packed into a small amount of time and you're running around crazy that whole time and then you have to spend the night the night like of because you want to get into the panels, right? So like you have to stay up all night. (laughs) It's a lot. But if they had a limited amount and just put you on the actual con, like you're you're in it the whole time... They could spread it out more, and then, you, like you said, everything's in walking distance. Yeah. I like that, actually. And cruise ships, there's so many activities, just like there are at conventions. But for whatever reason, cruise ships really care about your comfort. <laughs> like, and that's where co- they do. conventions do not at all. And that's what breaks no. us down. <laughs> they don't even, you guys, if you haven't been, I'm going to just talk a little crap about D23 Expo right now. If you camp out, like literally show up at like 10 p.m. the night before for a 10 a.m., panel so you're spending 12 hours in a freezing cold concrete room they don't even let you bring a chair <laughs> like a camping they don't let you bring anything and so or they don't even let you bring a pillow like to lay on like it's pretty ruthless yeah, like they don't they care don't care about your comfort <laughs> so you are right the crews would be like let me let me uh turn down your room for you so you can yeah, have your imagine bedding like exactly how somebody's like serving <laughs> drinks during a panel like wow i right? do that <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, that is pretty amazing. I don't think I can top that one. <laughs> top that. Um, all I can think of is to spruce up D23 as is, and I think I would make it longer. Um, maybe have a few things more focused. Like I would change the ticket structure where I would have um, specialty tickets. Remember they used to have the, the Sorcerer Pass, right? Um, but what we found out by doing Sorcerer is that most of the people doing that were doing it to flip merchandise. They get in there first and then buy stuff and resell. They don't even care about the panels. So I would love if they created different passes, like a shopping pass. And then, (coughs) excuse me, and that one's like $5 million. (laughs) And then there's a panel pass that costs like $1,000 that gets you in the front of line all the panels. Like I would love that. Like make... Different things for different interests instead of all packaged together. Um, but also, I don't see why they couldn't have, like, different screening rooms. Uh, what did I just watch? It was some, like, oh, Only Murders in the Building. If anybody's an Only Murders in the Building fan, they just had this episode where they went to a funeral 
And the person was famous who they're at the funeral for. And they had different funeral parlor rooms that you could go in. It was like the the, <laughs> the overflow rooms. Oh, and they had like the a TV room. casting the thing. <laughs> like just have that. Like the big panel room if you want to sleep on the concrete all night and get into that panel room. Or you could show up at 9.50 a.m. for a 10 a.m. panel. They really should. You're watching an overflow room. You still get to experience it. Maybe the room looks really cool, full of a lot of fans. It's just not in the actual room. Like, make something so we can all enjoy it. And I think they're kind of doing that this time uh, next year for 2024 with the big stadium for the big panel. So we'll see how that works out. Um, But maybe just have a little more access for people to not have to, like, run themselves so thin um, and be able to pick a B mode if they like. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, Yeah. And then, like, extend it a little bit. Maybe do a three-day pass like they normally do for all the big hitters, but then have like an extra two days of like those smaller panels that a lot of us love that I end up missing because I'm at all the big panels. You know, like some of the really Imagineer-focused ones or history or... Yeah, less um, overlap would be nice. Even I think they're trying to distribute the yeah. crowds, but if you make it longer, like you said, it'd be nice or it could take some right. time to breathe. It'd be nice. Yeah. Right. I think it'd be more enjoyable. People can really... Um, figure out what they really want out of the con and buy their ticket around that. The con would probably make more money. The sales floor would be open two extra days. Like, I feel like it just would be a win-win. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's what I would do. I would just spruce up D23 Expo because it's already pretty close to perfect. It's not Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way, but it's close and it is very focused on Disney fans. Ooh, well, <laughs> today we went con crazy. And we got into MouseCon, which was the Bay Area annual event up here, Disney-focused. And then we talked about all the other cons we've been to and ones that we love to go to. And even figured out how we can make our perfect Disney Holics version. Perfect. Just like us to make our own version that all of our listeners and viewers <laughs> hopefully, hopefully loved. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed episode 162 of the Disney Holics show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you want to get in touch, send us a DM on Instagram or contact us at the Disneyholics.com. Happy Goodbye. birthday, Mike! Oh my goodness, thank you! Ah! <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>I'm a guy you might recognize, you've seen me on TV. I've done 30 or 40 movies, hey, you only remember three. Worked a lot in Hollywood, shot a lot of celluloid, but behind the glitz and glamour, I am mostly unemployed. People recognize me almost everywhere I go. They follow me into the men's room and they like to say hello. They think I'm rich and famous, but that's kind of a joke. Cause I'm only sort of famous and I'm often close to broke. So what do you do when the bills are due and you don't have a job? Owing money ain't that funny when you're not on top. You gotta bend before the break and tough financial tension. I'll be a low-level celebrity at a sci-fi convention, yeah. I go to this phantasmagoria sci-fi con, 17, right, in New Jersey somewhere. Uh, they, right, I'm in a hotel ballroom with the folding hotel tables next to all these actors trying to sell their picture for money, you know. So I'm next to a, an older gentleman, not, you know, not, 
that old. But, no, but old, he's, you know, he's been around a long time. I don't recognize him from anything. So I'm trying to be, oh, it's great. Oh, you're an actor too. And what were you in? He's, uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, Planet of the, you mean the Rise of the Planet of the Apes with James Franco? No, no, I was, no. Oh, uh, wow, Planet of the Apes, the movie with Charlton Heston. He says, no, no, I was in Planet of the Apes, the TV series. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know they made one either. <laughs> Sat at the convention, acting cool and nonchalant. Eddie Munster's having breakfast in the hotel restaurant. Over there's Wonder Woman, over here's some guy from MASH. Use your fame, sign your names, long as they got cash. Klingon shooting phasers while Ewoks go to town. There are 50 Harry Potters if he weighed 500 pounds. Some zombie walks on past me with makeup on his face. It's a Twilight Zone ET phone home cause I am lost in space. Well, Jedi Knights, lightsaber fights, Chewbacca's running around. Star Trek freaks and sweaty geeks, my brains are breaking down. Well, this isn't really working out. I need an intervention cause I'm a low-level celebrity at a sci-fi convention, yeah. Yeah. So I'm meeting these people, right? They're all in line to come up and meet me and everything. I swear to you, two guys are next to each other. The plastic pencil holder guys, you know. They're into this, man. They're into this. They're having an argument as they come to the front of my line to meet me. The guy I, says, like, well, first of all, Todd, what you're forgetting Ewoks live in the bottom of the forest. Wookiees are in the tops of trees. Oh, one other thing, different planets. <laughs> and he looks at me and says, were you in police academy? No. <laughs> said it's easy money they said you gotta go check out all the other actors making lots and lots of dough but selling out the past i lost my marbles bit by bit so i waved goodbye to lou ferrigno i packed my bag and split <laughs> where are you going butthead hey the party's just begun uh, no i think i'm gonna split man my experiment is done they stared at me with open mouths the fanboys all in shock so to break it to him gently I wave goodbye like Spock. Hey, no big deal, but it didn't feel like it was my thing. They did collect an autographs, but I got a song to sing. But if times turn back to tough again, things start getting darker, I'll just whip out a stack of eight by tens and break out my magic marker. That's right. Step right up. Meet international superstar Tom Wilson. Wilson. No, not Owen. No, not Luke. Wilson, no, not Flip. Maybe you recognize him from Police Academy or Planet of the Apes, the TV series. I don't know. Man, I really want to go to Disneyland. 